I have the pleasure of welcoming Mia onto Uncover Wealth Radio today. Mia has co-owned and operated seven-figure businesses, is an international speaker, a best-selling author, and a world-class business coach. She helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs who know they're meant for more stop secretly struggling by demolishing their fears and insecurities to become a force to be reckoned with, thereby creating wealth easier and faster. Mia, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to have fun. (laughs) I think so too. I think so too. So I think all of us can probably relate to the secretly struggling with kind of fears and insecurities and those kinds of things. I think that it's just incredibly, incredibly common. So Mm. how do we, how do we get rid of that? How do we stop that? (laughs) Yes. How do we stop that? You know, if the first thing that I would love to share is Mm. actually how it started. Great. Because I think if we see what is, how it all began at the source, it's then it's easier to understand how we're going to stop it. But when I was about five years old, you know, I remember playing in my room. I heard my father calling me and of all the people in my household, my father was the person who scared me the most Mm. because one moment he could be super funny and gregarious. And then the next moment it was like something could set him off. And I always felt like I was walking around on eggshells, you know? And so I remember him saying to me, you know, like, I want us to go outside. And I remember thinking, well, why? Like, and why me? Because, you know, of, of all the people he wanted to spend time with my, my older sister was kind of his favorite. She was like the boy he never had. So I couldn't understand it, but he was like, I just want us to spend time together. And I thought, oh, wow dad wants to spend time with me. Mm. I I remember feeling like, like special or happy or Mm -hmm. excited about that. And then when we went outside, I remember him saying to me, like, which one is your favorite chicken? And I was like, well, that one, like there was always the one, you know, I grew up on a farm that the one that always followed me around. Yeah. I never saw it coming this day, but that day he was like, great. Well, then that's the one we're going to kill today. And I say that because my mind went into like, wait, 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 what? Like I went into confusion, like my brain like froze. I shut down. I could not make any sense mm-hmm. of what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. All these thoughts were running super, super fast. I remember someone screaming and realized, oh, wow, that's me. Uh. Like I'm screaming, feeling like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is all my fault. Mm-hmm. Like this is my fault. I felt completely frozen. My mind goes blank. And that day, Annette, like that day, my life changed forever. Mm. Because that day, I realized that people don't really mean what they say. Mm. You can't really trust anyone, not even your own father. And that Mm. I made a decision that the the world was not a safe space. Like it Mm. was just not a safe place. So I vowed at five years old that I would never let that happen to me again. And I built these walls around myself and I didn't let anyone in for years or even decades. Mm. Now, I never knew back then that the walls that I had built to protect myself would become my limitations or my glass ceilings for myself and my business. Yes. So I like to say where it all started because the truth is 
that every single person has experienced some form of trauma. It's not, it doesn't have to be like my trauma. It can Mm. be, it can be, I helped a gentleman recently who he was constantly making money and losing money, making money and losing money. And he could never keep his wealth. Like he could never Mm -hmm. make money, right? As an entrepreneur, he couldn't make it consistently. And he had thought he didn't have a trauma. But when I took him back just to show him where it was, what we found was when he was four years old, he had gone to preschool, mm-hmm. come home, like, and was super excited and remembers running in and said to his dad, 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 look, I colored inside the lines. Mm-hmm. And his dad looked at the piece of paper and he said, oh, I guess you don't have much of an imagination. Now that's all he said. So it doesn't have to be a chicken. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it could be that like you think like one minute you're happy and you think like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the most amazing experience of my life. And then mm. it didn't go that way. It didn't go that way. So it kind of, to answer your question, like, because we have to understand how it got created and how we, every single person created it. To answer that, it's like this. This is what I found is like every human being is born whole, perfect, and complete, right? Mm. There's not not one baby born with a self-esteem issue. Yes. Right? So then where did that happen? Where did that get started? What happened is I see the most amount of traumas around two years old. Like two to three to four, like five can happen inside of that, like mine, but most are around two to three. Wow. Years old. And so what happens is that you feel this whole perfect and complete harmony within yourself. You trust yourself, others in the world. And then you went into, you go into an experience where before in your life, everything always mm. you know, was fun. like, you don't have a memory of something going wrong or mm. being blindsided. But that day, that experience, something happened that blindsided you, mm-hmm. shocked you confused you caused you in some form or another to like what like doubt Mm -hmm. yourself because as a child grows we grow by an emotional bond of trust yes well when that bond is broken we experience an emotional trauma Mm. what happened that day is that's the day we created our ego ah so you know how nobody like it's like people are like oh this ego this ego where the hell's the ego like I don't even like I didn't I didn't even think I had an ego back years and years you know a long time ago because I didn't understand I thought ego was oh that's just for people who are bravado like, yeah. people yeah. always bravado don't they yes so in my mind I was like oh that's not me mm. but I didn't realize that the ego can it has two sides it can be the superiority ego mm-hmm. that bravado mm-hmm. or it can be the inferiority ego, which is the hiding and <sighs> avoiding and the not wanting to be seen like the opposite direction, right? Mm. So in that day, we created our ego. And then from that day forward, every negative experience that we've been having mm. is the same pattern over and over and over again. It just usually gets bigger. Gosh. until we actually heal it. That's why as a, mm. as a business coach, people are like, you heal trauma. Yes, because if we don't heal this trauma, we, we will continue to sabotage and in life and business because business is really a relationship game. Oh, so, yes. Mm. Right? 
It doesn't matter what business you're in. You may say you're an attorney. You may say you're a real estate agent, but ultimately we're all in the relationship game. Yeah. And that's why it's going to keep sabotaging on you mm -hmm. because these walls that you built a long time ago in order to protect yourself is what's causing everything to not happen in your business. So when we heal it, we can then create from wholeness, which is kind mm. of like going back home. Yes. Right. And the reason why people can't find it, like I did years, I spent like a half a million dollars in my own coaching, looking yeah. for the best and the best to help me figure out what is this? Why do I keep sabotaging? Mm. Why is this so hard? And the reason they can't figure it out, and I went to years of therapy and they couldn't figure it out. They keep looking for it in the mind and the mind, that negative voice that we hear, I don't mm. have, it doesn't run anymore. Yes. I don't have a negative voice anymore, but that negative voice is, was actually just a symptom of this underlying root cause. So this is what happens. This is what happens in a nutshell, which I wish somebody would have explained to me. <laughs> I'm 53. So I wish somebody <laughs> would have told me this a long time ago when I was young, like you. Yeah. Like, like you. So <laughs> I'm not that much younger than you. Oh, good. You look amazing, <laughs> that, that's you. a compliment. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. So what, what happens to us all is then as like we get stuck or trapped between the emotional side of ourself mm -hmm. and our logical mind. Yeah. So we know what to do, but we just mm. can't seem to emotionally do it. We circle and trap between these two parts of ourselves over and over and over again. And it feels like this to most people, because I get a lot of the inferiority ego mm -hmm. um, people, the superiority egos, they just force their way through it. Yeah, it's sure. Not that they, it's not that they don't have the trauma. People mm. misunderstand. They have a trauma. They're just really good at the act. Got you. Yeah, you, get, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and no judgment. I'm not mm. saying yeah. one's right, one's wrong. Mm. I'm just saying they're just really good at it, the yeah. act of it. So what happens is we end up feeling, though, is like, this is how I used to feel all the time. I would feel like, see me, but don't see me. Mm. Because like, see me, I want to be known. I want to do good. I want to serve. I want to be make an impact on people's lives, but don't really see me because if you really see me, you're going to see what's really wrong with me. Yes. That's the reason why people are afraid to be seen on camera. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's, it's completely fascinating. I can completely relate to yeah. so much of what you're saying, both it, myself and I yeah. see it with clients as well. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just incredible. For, so in order to heal the trauma, then presumably we need to identify when it happened and what it is before we can heal it. Yes, yes. And, and what we need is the original one. And mm. the reason I'm saying that is because yeah. I get a lot of people who've done years of therapy and mm. believe it or not, they have the wrong trauma. Yeah. Let me give you an example. I helped a woman who's an awesome attorney and she was struggling tremendously. And she thought her trauma was because when she was a teenager, she was actually kidnapped in Colombia. She was from Colombia. She was kidnapped. Now you would think, you would think <laughs> that that is her trauma, right? Yeah. Like yeah. anybody would think like, oh my gosh, if I'm looking at this from mm. a logical point of view, yeah. oh, it's gotta be the kidnapping. 
Mm. Actually, her trauma was it's not the kidnapping. Her trauma that remember how I tell you it gets bigger, mm, right? It's yes. Heal it, it starts to get bigger. Mm-hmm. So her original trauma, the one here, mm. was actually when she was about three years old. She remembers being really, really scared and going into her parents' room and being reprimanded to go back to her bed and not like and not. Mm. And she made it mean that people aren't going to be there for you. Mm. That yeah. like people can like, you know, the people you think you can trust are mm. not the people you can trust. Mm, yes. Like, can you see like how yeah. these decisions can literally, I'm not saying she's consciously creating kidnapping. No, no, of course. But can you see that how mm. those patterns of feeling like people are going to hurt you, they're going to mm. not trust you, you're, you're, you can't trust people. And just, in a cycle then. Can you see it cycle? Mm. That's what I'm trying to point at. I'm not mm. at all saying she, so we, we literally had to heal what happened to her at that young age. Mm. And then we can start to free the the other one, we freed it up really quick because mm. it really, that was just another version of the deeper one. Once mm. we can do that, she stopped struggling internally about being seen and mm. trusting people. And so I think, you know, like inside of my own work, what we do is as a business coach, we heal the trauma and mm. then we help them free the mind from the negative self-talk so that yeah. stop running the programming. Mm. And then what we do is we, you, we show you how to process your emotions, mm-hmm. right? Because the very reason you have a trauma from the original one yes. is because we didn't have parents or a model mm. that who knew how to process their own emotions. Yes. Right. Mm. I know that's not the family I was raised in. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fascinating because my mom, my dad would be the aggressor and he mm. would like, would be the one and you know I don't have any judgment on my dad anymore yeah actually and I've all, all completed all of this but the interesting thing is he was actually trying to make me tough because I became really shy which shy is a fear of judgment yeah he, he thought he could toughen me up ah. in order to be better equipped for the world mm. My mom, on the other hand, was the kind of mom who like, you know, she didn't know how to express her own emotions. Mm. She got angry with you. She just stopped talking to you. Yes. So there would be as a child, I remember as a teenager, I remember my mom being upset with me and she stopped talking with me because I was working. I was Mm -hmm. working since I was 13 years old, but I wasn't getting the grades because I was working at 13. She got upset with me because I wasn't getting A's and I ended like she ended up not talking to me for an entire semester until I brought that up. Wow. That's a long time. That's a long time, right? <laughs> Even like that withholding of feeling like no one will talk to you, like mm. that kind of feeling like you're on your own. It could be yeah. something simple like this mm-hmm. that can cause such a traumatic experience. But again, it all mine all start it all starts really young. Yeah. You know, those aren't new patterns that she mm-hmm. did that since she since we were little. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Does that make sense? How I, it so absolutely how do we... does. And it, but it also makes me worry what I've already done to my own children. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I totally get it. You know, the best thing that we could ever do is help them process their emotions. Mm-hmm. So, and I always say this to all of my own clients I'm like, you're not going to stop a trauma. Here's why, though. 
I'm going to, I'm going to show you why it's, mm. you could be the perfect parent. I'm, I'm wanting to show you why it, regardless of you doing any, it's not about doing everything right. Mm. Because let me show you why the reason is inside of the world we live in, where there is the law of polarity. So the law of polarity says the universal law of polarity says that inside of this universe, everything exists in an equal and an opposite whole. Meaning yes. if there's an up, there's a down, right? Mm. If there's the in, there's an out. So for a problem to exist, the equal and opposite solution must equally exist at the same moment in time, mm. not a different moment. Sure. Okay. So for lack to exist, abundance must equally exist, right? Mm. The thing of it is, is these are happening simultaneously. Yes. We compartmentalize them to think that they're happening only one at a time. Mm. Both are exist in the same moment why I say that you can't prevent a trauma you could do everything just right, but they can go, they go to school and mm. somebody says something, a teacher, a child, sure. somebody yeah. says something and it doesn't go the way they thought mm. because contrast. I'm just showing you it as, as a contrast yeah. instead of thinking as problems, as problems, mm. one of the best things that we could ever do for ourselves and our kids is to help them understand that the, you know, there's nothing wrong with a problem because a problem mm. equally contains a solution. Yeah. The key, the key is not having problems mean that there is like mean a statement or a fixed or like that the problem is like solid and not mm. movable, right? Every problem create has a solution, an equal and opposite solution. Mm. So it's just a matter of freeing ourselves from. Like, it's not that the trauma happened or like that upset happened, mm -hmm. but now how do we process our emotions about mm -hmm. it? So you want to ask your children, well, here's the first thing that I would do. I would first acknowledge, number mm -hmm. one, yeah. acknowledge. If I could tell you the number one skill that every entrepreneur should learn mm -hmm. um, is to acknowledge because yeah. acknowledgement does not equal agreement. Yes. Which is a misunderstanding. The fear is if I acknowledge you for what you're experiencing, mm. and I think that's, I'm disagreeing with it, that somehow I'm saying that I agree with that, but it yeah. doesn't. Acknowledgement just is really acknowledging that that's the experience the person is having. Right. And this goes for all our relationships, Everything. Too, doesn't it? It's kind of clients, customers, vendors. Everything. team members, all of it, everything. Mm. The very first thing that you, you know, I mm. always do as a skill is just acknowledge. Yeah. What I mean, acknowledge is I just really mean like whatever the words they use because mm. words have different meanings. So the key in acknowledgement is not to change the meaning. If your child or if your coworker mm. or teammate or your person employee says mm -hmm. X, mm -hmm. you don't want to change X to Y. Yeah. You want to use the words they used mm -hmm. and just acknowledge back. Wow. I really get that, that, you know, what you're saying is X, you mm -hmm. know, tell me more. What yeah. else would you like me to hear about that? So once they can get it out, which is what the child or even an adult, because all we are, are, are adults that are wounded children, right? Mm. So all we need to do is get that out. Once we get, once the person gets to feel expressed, we're not making them wrong. We're just allowing them to express it and we're acknowledging it. Yeah. Once that happens, 
what we're what's happening in that moment is the ego because what comes out because we feel like something's wrong the ego gets triggered well when we acknowledge it immediately deflates the ego mm. this is the most powerful tool if you want to deflate any situation what would deflate what would literally stop wars from happening is acknowledgement it's so powerful of a skill so you just acknowledge right so mm -hmm. the child experience you know they have a trauma they they say um, like they're really upset about something mm -hmm. you ask them i'm curious what are you making that mean or i can mm -hmm. see that you're really angry or frustrated or, mm -hmm. or whatever that tell me how do you feel yeah. are you angry or and then they let them express whatever they say you just acknowledge it mm -hmm. right doesn't mean agreement yeah then you say i'm curious what are you making that mean? Mm. Like, tell, what are you making that mean? Because mm. oftentimes it's the meaning yeah. that creates the attachment. So let me say this a different way. All fear is just a form of an attachment. We wouldn't have fear if we haven't attached a meaning to it. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. So we have to understand what's the attachment? What's the meaning? What are the meaning that you're giving that? That person said this to me. What are you making that mean? Yes. Right. Once we get the meaning, right? So we want to outline that is that we're going to process this emotion. Mm. Now we want to sort from what's the truth about what I'm making it mean and what's the lie? Yes. What's the conception about it? Because remember, everything exists in an equal and opposite mm whole right so if there is a truth piece of it there's also if i'm attaching a meaning there's something that is a lie or a misconception or a misunderstanding mm. for that to be there yes Does that makes sense or i would it have does. no attachment mm, yes because <laughs> right? it, would, it, would, it would be nothing it would be neutral yeah it would be like she said blah 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 and i'm like okay oh. That, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So without an attachment, there's no emotional uh, reaction. Mm. Well, here's the coolest thing. And I wish somebody would have told me this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. is that the coolest thing is oftentimes people will come to me and they're like, um, because I'm known as a human potential expert mm. and people are like, well, I want to live my full potential. Or I just want to access my power, but where power and potential really is, is in that what I what we just did mm. in, in looking at the what the meaning is separating the truth from the lie because the access to power or the access to potential lies in the space mm. between that choice of whether you react mm. or respond yes whether you have an action of like or a reaction can you see like the space of it that choice mm. of like let me like, like, wait a minute, let me look at this and let me get back with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when you feel something is off internally, mm -hmm. rather than thinking it's something that you have to fix externally. Yes. Being able to take a few moments or tell them you're going to get back to them and sort out your emotions, mm. process that such that you can then come from power mm -hmm. and really answer it the way that you want to answer. Does that make sense? Yeah, it completely makes sense. It completely makes sense. So in our business, yeah. when we are kind of making these, I mean, it feels like there, there's kind of basically a fork in the road. Yes. And we need that space to choose. Yes. 
which direction we go in. Yes. What happens is, is people often say to me, um, how I got the name, the awakened entrepreneur Mm. is people go, oh my God, I feel so awake. And this is exactly what happens to you is once you heal the trauma, what happens is where before you were in the movie, having the trauma drama with people, now you come outside of the movie and you're like, I see everything over there. Like you're not in the movie anymore. So um, that's why I call it trauma drama. Like we don't have trauma drama anymore. Like you tend to, you don't get into the drama of it because you're not emotionally triggered. Yes. So now all of a sudden you see things mm. and now that choice of like what to do is, it can be kind of funny. Like it's comical. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see yourself going, Oh, that's so funny. In the past, I would have done, I would have done this. I would have gone left mm. and now I'm going right. And then yeah. like, that's where that power is that I'm that exactly what you're pointing at. And when mm. you can do that over and over again, it becomes natural, by the way, mm. it's, it becomes a natural, like, I don't have to think to do that. Yes. Anymore. It becomes a natural mm. impulse and intuition. But what happens is when we had our original trauma, we stopped trusting ourselves. Yes. So when we do, when we heal this and we come back to ourselves, what happens is we build back the trust that we lost so long mm. ago. So then what happens is when Um, inside of this, our intuition comes back. What happened in that trauma and that day? We went into our heads to figure Mm. this all out. Yes. And have you noticed, like, that's why everybody always says the same thing. I'm so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like, they're overthinking everything. I'm like, because, you know, because the trauma is where we go to our head to try, because we make a decision that then we go, I have to figure this out. Mm. Right. Before that trauma, we never, we never went in our heads to try to figure out. We felt for everything. And so we were naturally using our intuition and our natural Mm. way of being to, you know, have everything that we want in our lives. So it's that process of going into the head. Mm. And unfortunately, society rewards that in the sense, right? Like, you know, you've got to like, it's, they think it's all where the power is all in, um, in your head, right? It's Mm. all about being smart. I'm self-made, right? Mm. Like there's no family that Mm. has money. I don't have a college education. Mm -hmm. My kids have all gone to college because my son went to, you know, he got, he got a business degree and I remember him used to a master's. I remember him used to coming to me for advice Mm -hmm. and I would tell him something completely different than what he was being taught. Yeah. And um, he says, but that's not what they're telling me. And I said, well, here's what you need to test this for yourself. Mm. But you, you want to question the fact that have they created millions of dollars? Yes. Like, you want to really, you know, and I'm not discrediting the person, you know, mm. in any way, because that's not a judgment of what they're teaching. But my, I said to him, but there's a very big difference between what is conceptual of what mm-hmm. you should do mm-hmm. and what there really is for you practically to do. Yes. Right. And, and until you understand it on a practical level, I want you to consider you don't have real knowledge. Mm. That's what I said to him, because knowledge is not real power. It's yes. implemented knowledge or the experiences of that knowledge that is mm-hmm. true knowledge, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, so kind of looping back, 
how do we find the original trauma? How do we work out what that is? Absolutely. And and for all of your listeners, I'm going to give you like a free book. Um, It would be easier if you just, because we can, uh, we can include the link in the show notes and things. Yeah, Because in the book, it literally walks you through it inside of like how to like get this for yourselves. But Mm. so you can go, they can go back and use it. They can go to the Mia meant for more book.com. Lovely. Well, I include that right. link so that everyone we'll can just put click it in on the it. link. Yeah. yeah, and then use a password because otherwise, everywhere else it's sold. Oh um, yeah. But mm-hmm. if you they use they just need a password. It's right. all word um, free book, but capital F. Okay, so lovely free book, one word. Great. Capital F. Now I'm going to tell you how to do it, and then they can go back can and reference it because it. it will go Perfect. and remind them of all these little steps. Perfect. Um, but here's basically how you want to do it. Couple things. The first thing is. You're going to want to close your eyes because mm-hmm. when your eyes are open, your mind wants to look for the memory inside of your conscious mind, but it's not in your conscious mind. Mm. It's in your subconscious mind, right? Because it's in your feeling mind, because prior to the age of seven, you didn't have a conscious mind. Mm. You only had a subconscious mind. So it's going to be in your body. It's going to be in your feelings. So you're going to feel for the answers that I'm going to ask you these questions. Mm. You're going to feel for it because that's how you're going to access it. That's the first thing that I want to pre- prerequisite mm. is, is to finding it. You've got to, you're going to feel for it and close mm. your eyes. The second thing is that here's what it's going to do. So um, let me show you a little bit as it, and then we'll, we'll make sure you guys get it. But as I lead you back, so inside of like, you just feeling for it, um, you're going to go back and you're going to feel for your birth and you're going to feel for being one and you're going to feel. And most oftentimes people will say, I don't feel anything good because that, uh, means, that means the trauma hasn't happened yet. Uh, okay? Most oftentimes we misunderstand that if I don't feel anything at birth or one, Mm. That's but I'm not doing it right, or I'm not. They think I'm not doing it right, but the truth is, is because you haven't had a trauma. Because the trauma, you won't have a feeling of it until it happened. Mm. So, like, if you you just want to keep going, right? Instead of like, then go to two, go to three, and all of a sudden you feel like a feeling first, Mm. and the feeling will come quick, and then it'll shoot an image into your mind. My second request inside of this is whatever the image is, don't judge it, mm-hmm. okay? Because you have been through a lot worse mm. since you were two. Yeah. And so what then happens to my entrepreneurs is the reason they can't find it is because they go, oh, that's ridiculous. That can't be it. That's so small. It can be, <laughs> yeah. see like my guy who was like, I don't think I have a trauma and it happened at four, but he, yeah. he thought that was ridiculous and insignificant. Mm. So he didn't associate it to his yes. trauma. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now it can be that you won't even remember all, uh, like it's very natural not to have a whole scenario. Like what I mean by that mm. is a lot of the traumas I find there will be just a glimpse of an image. And that's all I need because in the book, you will see like the questions I'm going to have you ask yourself mm. is when, when that happened, that image, just ask yourself, what did you make it mean about mm. you? Mm. Because as children, being in the subconscious mind, we don't have a conscious mind. When this happened, we didn't have a conscious mind. So we didn't say, oh, 
mom or dad is just having a bad day. Okay, yeah. That would be logical. Mm. No, no, no. Subconsciously, what we do is go, it's all my fault. Mm -hmm. I must have done this. There's something wrong with me, right? Mm -hmm. Right. This is where I ask yourself the questions. What did you make it mean about you? Mm. And then you're going to drop all that down. And then you're going to ask yourself, what did I make? What did you make it mean about other people? Because in that moment of you're making distinctions between, Mm. wow, this happened to me. This is my fault. There's something wrong with me. I must not be good enough. I must not be smart. I must not be whatever, whatever those Mm. is. And then you made decisions about, oh, other people must be this. Like I've Mm. made the decision, like, you know, I can't trust others. My, definitely not my father. Um, Mm. And I also made decisions of like, before that experience, I had never had an experience of what force was. So mm. I also associated other people will use their power on uh, you. Yeah. Right? Mm. So you, you just want to kind of dump out what it is that you made about yourself, others. And then the last thing is before that experience, the world looked one way to you. But after that experience, the world became mm. what? Yeah. And that's, and so it's the culmination of those three decisions that I found that every human being has made. And it doesn't matter. They'll usually say, but I was only two. Yes, but you didn't have a logical mind. So Mm. you made these very quickly from a feeling place. Yes. Um, I even had one who um, it happened in the birth. That's very young. I I don't get a lot of those, Mm. but hers was, she remembers making these decisions because she was so comfortable before she was born. She mm. remembers in the b- birth of it, wow. making, making the decisions like, I'm not ready. You're, this is forcing you. I did like, which is fascinating. I, wow. I only had one of those, but mm. I like to say that because I did have a, also a couple others that were like 15 months old. Like I remember this guy saying to me, all he remembered was his fourth one from the first original Trump was somebody like a, an arm that grabbed him and yanked him. Ah. And when we went into that, that's when it uncovered all of his trauma. But he was like 15 months old. Wow. I just trust, if you just trust the feeling place, Mm. it will get revealed to you. But that, whatever the decisions you made about yourself, others in the world, Mm. that becomes the pattern Mm. that we run 24 seven. Like how I test it to make sure like we have the original one. I'll ask them every single time I'll say, how often do you run that pattern, that feeling place every day? And they're like, all day long. I'm like, yep, this is it. Mm. (laughs) This is the one that we have to heal because that's why it's excessive and it's pervasive. And that's why it's everywhere in our lives. Right. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's absolutely incredible to think that, you know, that something that could happen so young and feel so insignificant actually has has a 24 seven impact on our lives or in everything, all our relationships, all our, all our choices, our business, every single thing. It's incredible. It literally changed the trajectory of our life. Wow. And then that trajectory, um, it's kind of like once you're cooked, you're baked or whatever, Mm. like that pattern will keep firing because it now why? So like, this is why, because I get a lot of people who say, um, you know, they'll have these 
we make up all kinds of things um, when we don't understand why things keep happening to us, right? Mm, like, um, yes. I used to make up all kinds of stories, like, yeah. um, you know, like the universe is out to get me. I mm. hear that one a lot, or it mustn't meant be meant to be. Mm. And it's like, no, let me help you understand a couple things, right? Mm. So along with the universal law of polarity, there is a, a really powerful universal law of cause and effect. Mm, yes. Right? So the cause and effect is when you understand that every cause has an effect, or if you think of it as a ripple, mm, or yeah. if you think of it as a tree, the effects of the tree is the leaves and the branches, but the cause is coming from the root, the root. Yeah. right? So if you think of it in terms of that, then it's like everything that is happening, the results that are happening in your life are having a direct or an effect to the underlying root cause about mm. how you feel about yourself. Mm. So if you understand that, that everything is happening inside out, yes, not outside in, mm. we can start to see it's not that something is happening to you. It's just that as you're not aware of how powerful you really are, and you are emotionally always feeling like not enough, invariably keep having experiences that prove yourself right, even yes. when you're wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I think we can all relate to that. Like, oh, look, see, there we go. Told you. Yes. Do you see? And again. And mm. then the reason we all stay stuck for so long is because since we, the law of cause and effect, like, or let me say it another way, the universe doesn't know no. So whatever you are feeling, it just says yes to. So whatever, you know, whatever you're putting out there, you just get more of. That's why yes. when we resist, per whatever we resist persists, mm. or when it goes really good, it goes great, right? The better it gets, the better it gets. The reason yes. those sayings exist is because that's all coming from the universal law of cause and effect. Mm. But when you understand that, so there's a couple components. That's why I wrote the book mm. is that you have to understand first how you work as a human being. Like how yeah. did you, where's the trauma coming from? Where's the pattern? Mm. Then you need to understand the universal laws of like how it all is working. You have free will. Yes. If you didn't have free will, like think about this, like the, the reason why all of this exists is because it all exists because you have free will. Mm. And so the very essence of contrast, right? If there is um, for every problem, there's a solution for every solution. There's there, there creates a new problem because a new mm. stepping off point, which yes. then will create a new contrast. So if you can, when you understand how you work and when you understand how the universe or this time space reality we live in really works, mm. now you have real power because you can start to have it work all for you Yes. instead of feeling like it's always happening to you. Mm, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. And that's where we need to be as business owners yes. and entrepreneurs is actually feeling like we do have that power. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody asked me recently, Mia, why is it only 2% of um, female entrepreneurs ever break a million? Mm, yeah. Right? But the reason it's more like that for females rather than males is because the second reason is inside of that. So number one is trauma. The second reason is because as women and as nurturers, as in our society, we're taught to be mothers and so mm. forth. We don't learn to ever delegate. 
Yes. We are the biggest do-it-yourselfers, right? Mm. So in where men don't aren't taught from a very young age to take care of everybody else. Yes. <laughs> that mm. doesn't mean they don't do it financially, but I'm saying as far as doing everything themselves, mm. they're much better on average. I'm yeah. generalizing here, mm-hmm. but on average, they're much better delegators. Mm. Interesting. And so what stops women is, you know, that inside of their trauma, but then not learning to delegate because mm. they think they have to do it all themselves because mm. they've attached their value to mm. what they do for others rather than being really great at asking mm. for what it is that you want supporting and you know being resourceful at getting you know delegating um so i, I see that constantly mm. we have to learn to you know because during that trauma and you guys can you can all feel this is like in that trauma that you, everyone has experienced they didn't ask for what they wanted there's no voice Mm, no so part of us not the reason there's not more millionaires as a whole Mm. including men because i coach men they didn't think that they could have a voice yeah so it's like giving back that power of um, being able to ask for what you want Mm. right and not feeling bad like i had to learn that like i was always taught Mm. never to ask for anything yeah I grew up poor. So mm-hmm. I, my, my mom used to say as a habit, like every time we went anywhere to a friend's house, uh, to, yeah. don't ask for anything. Don't ask for anything. Like, don't yeah. ask for anything. Go into a store. Don't ask for anything. Don't I think many anything. people hear that, don't they? I mean, that's really, you, you know, you see it all the time and you hear it all the time. People being told, yeah, don't, don't worry. You know, we're going, we're going shopping now. Don't ask, don't for, ask anything. for anything. That's really common. It was so ingrained in me. I didn't, mm. I felt so awful asking for what I needed. I felt mm. guilty. I had this huge guilt of like, yeah. and so until I cleaned all this up, but I had this mm. huge guilt of like, I can't ask people to do this. I can't ask that person to do that. I can't do until I realize, no, you really can, yeah. you can just really ask and not attach a meaning yes. to what their response is. Yeah. And then be able to, you know, work with what, whatever shows up and like come to an agreement mm-hmm. and so forth and get agreements on things. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mia, this has been incredibly fascinating. Oh, um, I'm sure that our listeners will oh. also think so. I certainly do. And um, oh. I am absolutely going to do, uh, do that work as well to find Good. what my original trauma is too. Awesome. Um, I think it's going to be incredible. So we will link to the book in the yes. show notes. We'll put that password in there as well so that everyone has that. How can people connect with you? How can they find out more about you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely get the free book. I would mm, say yeah, of course. Sure. Like get the free book, download it, um, read it. Tell me what you uncover. I love hearing. I get people all over the world going, oh my gosh, your book changed my life. So I love to hear. It is in story format. Let me just tell you this um, because there are a few people who are like, oh, you told it in a story. And the reason I tell it in a story, so let me explain this. Mm. It is my own story. Mm. I change her name. People miss this in the very beginning, but I say it in the beginning. So I'm telling the story and I call my, my younger self, Sue, to not confuse the reader. Okay. So yeah. Sue is having conversations with Mia, ah, so it's still my younger self, yeah. but yeah. what I'm doing and the reason I told it in story format is so that you all can ask what Mia asks her 
mm. your own, ask it to yourself. Yeah. It's told that way. So it's the, like someone said it best when she said, oh my God, this book changed my life. It was like having a one-on-one -on -one conversation mm. with you, yes. like to be able to uncover everything in my life. That's the reason I told it in story format. Nice. Let me tell you, it was very difficult. I bet it was. Story. Yeah. <laughs> like people, like I really, it took, it was like, like, oh my gosh, that was, it was, it would have been easier just to just tell just you guys to teach. But, yeah. Yes. But the reason why mm. we can't find it is because we like stories is like when we tell it mm. in a story and ask questions, that's how you're going to uncover it. Where mm. if I just had said it mm. through it, it really wouldn't have resonated with as many people mm. because it was the way that I did it. And I get that all the time. People yeah. are like, I've heard different things like this over the years from different pieces. Mm. I've never heard it all put together in the way that you put it together yeah. and definitely never understood it from an original trauma because, mm. or the ego inception, yeah. right? which is very new to people. Yeah. It's the way that I put it all together, but definitely I would say, read the book. Um, you can always reach right. out to me. I answer every email myself. So it's Mia at Mia Hewitt and Hewitt is spelled H-E-W-E-T-T.com. So they can always reach out. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Mia. It sure. has been an incredible conversation. I've loved every minute. So yes. I appreciate your time. And thanks again for coming on Uncover Wealth Radio. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you do like what I share, please do come and subscribe to the podcast, perhaps even leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well and benefit from everything that I am sharing. Also, if you enjoyed, I would love if you want to take a screenshot of this episode, share it out onto your social media platforms. If you do, please, please do tag me. I'm Annette underscore Fergs on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you tag me, I can come along, give you a follow, give you a like and some love over there as well. Until next time.